Hello, and welcome to the Hair and Nail Support. Blah, blah, blah. Great. <laughs> Failed, great step already. <laughs> Failed step one. <laughs> welcome to the Hair and Nail Boy Support Group podcast. What is this I'm Ginny. Oh, I'm Allie. Yeah. I'm Melanie. And we are here to help. I hope. Are we? <laughs> after that, I don't know anymore. Yeah, I know. After the after the flubbed intro already. Man, <laughs> failed step one. Can't believe I can't even speak today. It's fine. That's gonna forebode well for what this <laughs> podcast is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. An hour of talking. So much talking and blah 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 blah. It's what's coming out today for me. Are we the are we the are we um, the parents in like the peanuts universe? Man, the peanuts is really good, you know. I'm not saying that. That's what it sounds like. I don't know if that now peanuts. I don't know if it holds up to veggie tales. Why am I here? Please. Why am I here? Melanie is here to to offer insight, but the fact that Ginny had to think about that, I guess. The fact that Ginny had to think about that. Why is Melanie here? Thanks, guys. Bye! Have a fun podcast without me! Uh, no, we love you, though. Welcome to the Hair and Devil Support Group, now only two. You're actively losing membership. Yeah. One of is the it a group if there's me. only two of us? It's count. not a triangle. It's not a triangle anymore. Oh, God. Speaking of triangles, there's definitely some triangle stuff I bet we're talking about today. Are they oh, sitting so in a triangle, much. though? No. Are, are, they, are they sitting in a straight line? That is the, the two configurations we've decided the three people can sit in. That wasn't the point. But, <laughs> it but oh man. How is everybody today? I we're suffer. here. I hear though. We're, we're here. here. Um, Ali's not having a good time. No, I'm no. not. But I'm pushing through because I love you. And I love Let it be on recording that Ali loves me. And <laughs> it's on recording. <laughs> It will be posted to different media platforms where you can hear Allie say that she loves Melody. Aww. Aww. Gross. <laughs> I do this a lot whenever Allie says she loves me. I'm like, somebody get it recorded. I'm writing. Somebody, yeah, keep those receipts. It's a mutually antagonistic relationship, but it is. <laughs> Definitely. Ugh. But we are here to talk about some Shadow Hunters. Yeah, so. we are. So I guess let's let's chat about the the Shadowhunters. Enough about us, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, we are going to be discussing chapters eleven through fifteen. So, if you have not read chapters eleven through fifteen, this is your spoiler warning now. Before we get into all the stuff that goes down in these chapters, and of course anything that happened before that too. And Melanie is going to be kicking us off with our summary today. All right. So, immediately, we are dropped back into the scene that was unfolding at the end of the last chapter. Nate has been revealed as De Quincey's prisoner, much to Tessa's shock and horror. Will tries to summon the Enclave, but the Phosphor fails, sending the room up in flames. Fortunately, this works as just good a signal, as the Enclave crash through the windows and surround the vampires. A battle ensues, while Tessa works to free Nate. During the chaos of the battle, Will bites another vampire, and De Quincey escapes into the night. Outside of De Quincey's mansion, Jem chastises Will for biting a vampire, again. Gabriel approaches, and he and Will begin to argue again, but Jem pulls Will into the carriage before he can make matters worse. 
After arriving back at the Institute, Nate is settled into one of the rooms while Tessa sits by his bedside. Charlotte and Brother Anok enter the room to help Nate, but Nate is terrified. Both Brother Anok and seemingly of the Magister. Uh, reluctantly, Tessa agrees to let Brother Anok help Nate. Tessa then soon finds herself in Will's room. When she sees him, he's thrashing around on the floor and is muttering something. A name. Cecily. When Tessa makes her presence known, the two share an intimate conversation and also their first kiss. The moment doesn't last, however, as Will pushes Tessa away, begging her to go, and Tessa leaves utterly confused. The next day, Tessa visits Nate, only to find Jessamine already there. She's been keeping in company. The conversation makes it clear that Jessamine has taken a liking to Nate. Meanwhile, Will, Jem, and Charlotte are arguing about Nate's care, whether and how he should stay in the Institute while he recovers and how to get information from him. While Will suggests a silent brother search for his mind, Charlotte remains steadfastly against this as the, the process is difficult for mundanes. Tessa overhears the conversation and angrily lashes out before storming out. Jem, following her, suggests Tessa allow him to take her to his favorite place and she agrees. As the pair stroll through the streets of London, Jem teaches Tessa to see through glamours. Finally, they reach Jem's favorite place, Blackfriars Brook. We learn about how Will came to the Institute as Jem recounts the story Charlotte told him of his arrival. When the two attempt to leave, however, they are blocked by a young couple. Tessa recognizes the man as the coachman that worked for the Dark Sisters. The coachman relays a message on behalf of the Magister, a declaration of war. Jem attacks the couple, only to find that under their skin is neither flesh nor blood. Instead, metal is in their place. He successfully fends them off, only to see dozens more at the end of the bridge fast approaching. The two manage to escape, making it to the Institute doors just before Jem collapses. Tessa tries her best to protect Jem, but it's not enough. Luckily, the door is open just in time, and Charlotte, Henry, and Will come out to attack the creatures. When Jem wakes, he tells Tessa the story of his family and exactly how he became Will. How a demon, Yan Luo, captured him and his family and tortured them for days. As a result, Jem became addicted to whatever it was the demon had poisoned him. That night, Tessa is awoken by Sophie, who has news to deliver. Nate's gone missing. Dun, dun. Nate has only been here for how long and he is already causing problems? Please. He's been at the Institute for maybe a whole day. Exactly. This is what I can't Nate, missing. please. Nate. Our, and our last cliffhanger was a Nate thing. It was when it was. we figured out that Nate was... Nate's, like So Nate's, in five chapters, uh, yeah. Nate has been in bed, but he is causing problems at the end of <laughs> part two and part three. Kind of... I don't know what the word... Not immobile, but like... Out of commission? And yet he's yeah. still causing problems. Yep. Ugh. We, I will say we've been good. We literally sat down this book and we're like, okay, four parts, four chapters, five, five, five. We've found some great cliffhangers at the end of these five chapters. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Cassie Claire. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for making this an excellent podcast format. So For sure. Oh, man. All right. uh, yeah, no. a lot happened there. Yeah. For, there's, we started there's off with a lot going on in the summary. Always Which is always an option. Our, we, we love arson here. You know, <laughs> as an option. One of having them. a bad day, um, arson. <laughs> you know, just I like the consistency in that across all vampire lore, fire is always something that can kill them. Like you know, there's different ways that you become vampires, but fire is always like this is how you kill a vampire. That's fair, I guess. There, yeah, it's not like, really so not reading your with the shadow hunters themselves, but I just thought that was like oh. Yeah, when you're reading your... Go ahead. I, mean, I think it's interesting how vampires can't take gods. I think that's an interesting mm -hmm. take on vampire. 
in Casper's world. It is. Um, and oh, go ahead, Jenny. I was I was just saying that like in your in your summary alone, you, you said like again a few times within the span of a few, and I was like the fact that we have to say that Will's doing these things again. Will is biting <laughs> vampires again. Will is arguing Let's with Gabriel right again. Let's get right into that then, like, because man. Will. Will, Will has, has to chastise Jem for biting a vampire again, meaning this isn't the first time he's done it. Will oh, is yeah. a problem. Will Will is a problem. And, uh... Hence, yeah. this is why we... Yeah, this is why we... <laughs> I mean, support. he's definitely a problem. This is why. This is why. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> exactly. Will, Will is he's, such a problem. As Jem calls him, a disloyal bastard. He is. But like Will calls Jem a disloyal bastard. Oh, that's what it is. Sorry. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. First, first. Jem does Will have some that. interesting things to say on the topic of Will when he and Tessa are on. Is it while they're on the bridge, or is it while they're in? But there is a point where Jem and Tessa I... are talking about Will specifically. Do remember? Let me see if I. Right. Uh, you're right. I I think I believe it is. Um. Oh gosh. Nobody. I, I did. This. Man, I, no, <laughs> I, I did. I did. I know I did. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I'm just like, I just like wrote okay. out the page. I was like, interesting conversation. I was like, I was looking for my note about Blackfriars Bridge because I wanted to. It's after they get to the bridge. Okay. Oh, okay. I was trying to look for where I wrote down Blackfriars Bridge was the problem. Do we want to tackle Blackfriars Bridge at this point, or do we want to try and? Hit like the vampire situation. I think happens. let's, let's hit, hit the, the vamp vampire oh. situation. We'll yeah, go, we'll go in order. There's a lot happening there too. Yeah, try to not jump around as much today. We're very good at jumping around. We're so right. good at that. Which I mean, you know, we're 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 a loose format podcast, but all the same. Let's yeah. see. Loose chronological so, order. Just yeah. you know, battle shenanigans. Will, will bites a vampire. So how did we bed. end up on fire? The phosphor doesn't. Work. Henry's yeah. invention. And Henry is not on fire, but. <laughs> I wrote this out of my notes and I said I would give Henry's device malfunctioning and setting everything on fire an honorary point to the Henry sets himself on fire counter. I agree with Just that. Just because I, I agree. Plus one. Well, yeah, we'll we'll add the we'll add fire because it sets Henry everybody becomes. else on fire. Fire caused by Henry. It's true. Yeah. Yes. Everybody else is on fire because of Henry. So honorary the last section, plus one. We talked about Charlotte going to bat for Henry and insisting that this invention would work. And then, when the moment it comes, doesn't. it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it didn't work, but it still did the job, so, like... It did do the job, but the fact that it failed uh... is definitely a, I, I had it in a moment where I was like, cool. I remember it's gonna cause problems, but hey, at least it still did something that worked. It did. At least it didn't do nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's a mixed bag there, because it's definitely... Yeah, it got the job done, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> it caused oh, mass panic so and this whole thing speaking of causing fire. mass panic I get that it's Nate and I know that's Tessa's brother but girl you're causing more problems and danger for everybody by screaming and refusing to leave yeah she does that <laughs> she does I know it's I, her brother I know she's been searching for him yeah I had to also just... like think about that and like try to be try to give Tessa some grace <laughs> but I was also just like really Tessa so it's yeah, it's a mixed bag of trying to be like, oh yeah, this is her one family member who that she like came over here for and she's been looking for. But also, please. 
like my girl. You he know, had this whole capable. plan, and now it's basically out the window. Mm-hmm. Right. Because now they have to work on saving your ass as well as saving Nate. Because not only does that put Tessa and the Shadow Hunters in danger, it puts Camille in danger. It does. Yeah. Because Which... De Quincy escapes after all yeah. of this shit. Camille was and so we learned that Camille has to go into hiding because of it. Yeah, Camille was convinced and allowed this plan to happen because she did not think that anyone was going to survive. But because of mass chaos, the Quincy was able to escape, which puts her in a position of danger, which makes Magnus bad at the Shadowhunters. Because, yeah. let's not forget, <laughs> Camille and Magnus are lovers. Ooh. <laughs> Good for them. And, and this whole Camille thing is really interesting just because, like, you know, we've seen Tessa's powers, you know, at work, but, like, only in small spurts before this. Mm-hmm. Like, those little examples they gave us in the beginning when she's, like, trying to discover her power and figure it out. But, like, uh, Camille's hold is, like, really strong on Tessa. She has like, this moment where when, she's, like, possessed this... by Camille when yeah, confronting yeah. De Quincey. And she says, like, it's he not can... me, but it's Camille who, and, like, Camille, she's holding, there's a pistol, which Will grabs and starts to use. And I'm like, hee hee, and have, like, a little thought about this. And, but then it gets tossed to Tessa, and then Tessa immediately is, like, pointing it at De Quincey, and she's like, well, I don't know how to shoot a gun, upon reflecting later. She's like, it must have been, like, Camille knew all these things and whatnot, and, yeah, it's, like, a very... And that's another, another look at how Tessa's power is evolving. Right. She was not able to do that before. Right. Yeah. So we're slowly learning more about how this weird warlock power is working. Yeah. There, there's then... not quite a definition of like what yeah. exactly you know we're just getting bits and pieces and then when the others have the battle there's will as we talked about biting vampires but i just love his energy where he's just like come and get me <laughs> will is a problem that will is, yeah that is the recurring theme he has a death people. wish he has a he death does wish. which is interesting to does, explore later actually <laughs> <laughs> but actually something to keep in mind so along the lines like, of things that we know about that, like, if you haven't read the rest of the series, you might not know about, but Will's throwing knives in this scene, too. It's like, emotions. Oh. I don't remember see. what that's in reference to, but I'm sure I'll remember later. I can also text I, you. I, I, I didn't pick up on that one, but that's good. Um, we also learned uh, about I, Thomas. We're yeah. getting a lot of character, character backstory in, this, in these chapters. We are. We get a lot of information. Yeah. Uh, Will They're... and Thomas, the ship that never took off, but could have. Right. <laughs> you would. You. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I am not wrong. Yeah, I'm right. Like, but also, like, I would think you would friends. think that way about Gabe and Will. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you don't think that about Gabe and Will because they're classic enemies to lovers. Well, Gabe is fucking annoying, so there's that. <laughs> Because they get into it again. Listen, I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I'm just saying that Gabe is really annoying. <laughs> Will and Gabe are the same not person. Oh my God. Will. They are the same person. <laughs> they get into it again. And Gabriel says something very interesting regarding Jim. What did he say? I don't have that written down. I didn't he basically says that Will shouldn't make jokes about opium considering Jim's condition. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. So, we'll learn a little bit more about Jem's condition, um, as we, you know, said in the summary a little bit later on, but it's, it's something that seems to be that pretty much every Shadowhunter knows about Jem and his condition. Yeah. 
which like god it must suck living that way like mm-hmm. yeah having something wrong with you and like it's everybody's like that's that's really shitty and like obviously there are visible changes to him because of this dependence on mm-hmm. uh the drug but mm-hmm. yeah more on that later i do have thoughts yeah um i have in my notes um like a true man of science henry beats the manacles open until they bend to his will (laughs) what a king again we love henry (laughs) yeah we do it's got it's got like the hitting the computer when it's not working energy you know like oh yeah (laughs) let's punch it exactly if i smack it enough it'll turn on exactly (laughs) you're right you're right i am marked down that you know, when we were talking about like Will and Thomas that they were they were friends before Jem came along and I was like They were. And, and then, then they like stopped being friends. Or at least like, as close. Fizzled out. Right. Which yeah. knowing what we know about Will makes sense. But also It does. But... It's sad. And you see that Thomas has like a little bit of sadness about it. Like <laughs> he just accepts it and just yeah. Doesn't make a big fuss or a big deal out of it, but it's yeah, it's a little sad. Thomas is good people. Thomas is good. Also, just after the battle and when they're heading back to the Institute, Jem and Will are in a carriage, and Jem's like, dude, I know you think Tessa's pretty. Like, I know you like Tessa. And Will's like, and Will's like, what? I never said that. And Jem's like, it's freaking obvious on your face. And Will's like, yeah, well, the same could be said about you. Yeah, so we get this interesting triangle. Triangles. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we would talk about it. So we get this. This is kind of our first clue that Jem has feelings for Tessa. Because, again, we haven't seen a lot of them interacting yet. Mm-hmm. Like, for 15 chapters in, and we have, like, two notable scenes where Jem and Tessa are interacting on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And I made a note, too. I'm just like, I feel like... In those scenes, which correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like those scenes, like the scene right after that, was also like was like Will was back, and I was like, yeah. So I have Jem does not like. I was I I wrote down. I was like, does Jem get to stand on his own as an ally, like as a love interest, like right? You know, like Tessa and Will scene is immediately after this. Tessa I feel and like Jem he does scene in later books. But I don't remember. So right. I have this specific note where I said Tessa is talking to Jem and is thinking about how Will is leaving. That's a good point. <laughs> point. Um, yeah. and like there, there are just yeah, there are scenes. There's a couple of scenes. So I remember distinctly the first scene that we meet Jem. Right, we talked mm-hmm. about in our first, you know, first podcast. Was it the first one, or does he come in in chapter like? Oh, he, he might come, come in, in like end. chapter six. Chapter so it might be the second podcast. Chapter, it might have been last. So, one. anyways, whatever we talked about that how how they have their like. He's playing the violin, the, you know, the whole scene of the, yeah, Will? how that, that, that happens is his intro scene, and then it's just like, and like, Will interrupts that scene at the end. Like, he comes in the room, or whatever. Speaking and of then like, Will, like, there's there's another scene, um, like, at the end of this, which we'll get, we'll get to that whole thing, but he, he, like, he comes in again, and I'm just like... And that's where my note yeah. is. Did we ever yeah. get a scene? Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking which, again, of... Again, I understand us... this book, maybe not, but... Right. Speaking of us seeing, you know, Jem and his feelings for Tessa, I have this sort of passage written down. There was something about the way Jem looked at her, she thought. 
like he could see into and through her, but nothing inside her, nothing he saw or heard, could bother or dis upset or disappoint. So that's a little bit of like seeing how Jem views Tessa in that, you know, it's the kind of trope of, I don't know if it's a trope necessarily, but the idea of you love everything about this person no matter what they do. Yeah. So I think Jem, in his earnesty, views everyone very much that way. Jem mm -hmm. is a very honest and a very forthright and a very forgiving person. Like, we see that in the way he interacts with Will. Um, when they're talking about Will, um, he mentions that, like, well, I don't need to know his motivation. Like, you know, I know these things about him, and if there's reasons that he wants... If he wanted me to know these things, he would tell me these things. And, like, I've stopped. So he's just... He's very earnest. That's the, that's the word for him. And I think that that's Tessa realizing this about his character. That mm -hmm. Jem is the least judgmental person. Like, he doesn't get into it with Gabriel. Um, he just kind of is there to yeah. mediate. He's Will there shit. to stir the pot sometimes. But it's also Jeb's like, I know I'm dying. Yeah. Which, also speaking of him knowing him dying, I also wrote down, he has this, like, mouth, his mouth, like, twitches when Tessa mentions that it's not worth living a long time if you're going to look like that regarding a silent brother. Uh, I had yeah, new I insight, insight thinking notes. about that. <laughs> I... Yeah, I won't get into it too much, but I'm just like, I, I, I'm more going to focus on the fact that like, it's not worth living a long time. And it's just like, yeah. Jem doesn't have, you know, much longer. We don't know how much Jem, how much longer Jem has. So he's kind of just like, but isn't it worth it to be alive if you can be kind of thing? Yeah, and that becomes a lot of Jem's arc is like, what is surviving versus thriving? And what is mm -hmm. the definition of truly living? I don't, I don't know that I would know that. I don't have an answer to that. Exactly. <laughs> that's millennials that's we are all surviving <laughs> anyway, and none of us are fine. thriving but nah. you know it's fine, that's why I suffer it's fine uh, so, yeah. so, so continuing think... on romantic things, Will and Tessa's kiss oh right yeah, that's oh, the thing, is that, that, that scene is right after here? this like, right well, after the scene is, yeah, the scene comes right after that is the thing like, it does, because mm -hmm. Yeah, Tessa and Jem have this, like, conversation, and then she's like, how is Will doing? Uh, or Sophie comes out and is like, Will's not taking his medicine or whatever. And then... She runs into Sophie first. Yeah. yeah. And Sophie's like, he's not taking it. And Tessa's like, I'll do it. I'm gonna do I'll it. I'll do it. And, you know, I, I wrote down I'll what she says here. It. I wrote down either what she says or what she thinks, and I was like, yes. She's like, Will Herondale needs to learn to take his medicine like a man. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Tessa. Smack him. <laughs> All right. I just was like, okay, sometimes I like you. Will needs someone to talk shit to him. It's fine. He deserves it. But yes, back to their first kiss. Listen, this was a hot, steamy moment that uh, little teen Tweety Bopper Alley was just like, reads once, reads twice, reads a third <laughs> time, <laughs> takes Clockwork King Jill off the shelf, opens up to the page. Listen, I'm just saying. It was steamy by YA standards. It's like, Good content. Just but then it all goes downhill. It does. Yeah, I wrote down the oh no, he's hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's he's up there in the attic. He's in like this like, puddle oh, of like no. blood and water. Uh -huh. He's in this white shirt that's wet uh -huh. and damp, and Insert, his wait, curls wait. are like plastered oh, to his forehead and just like. <laughs> I just, I just realized something. Did Ginny just make a SpongeBob reference? I don't know. Is that a SpongeBob reference? <laughs> Yes! 
What's the oh, SpongeBob okay. reference? I will send it to you later, Ginny. Oh, okay. It's a meme. Yeah, it's a SpongeBob meme. I don't. I just. I just thought it was like a meme. I just thought the meme was it's just. A, like, it's a oh, SpongeBob no, meme. Hot. The Squidward meme. Oh no, he's hot. Like, is, that, is that a Squidward meme? I'm pretty sure. Oh. I, I just thought it was up. like a general meme. I've always I've only seen it as Squidward. Keep going. I'm gonna look this up. Be <laughs> <laughs> really like the conversation. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, I was just like, that's what I wrote down, and I drew a little like the little eye emoji and then like the. <laughs> Shocked Pikachu emoji in my in my notes here because I was like, because Tessa's having the horny thoughts here of like, Tessa's oh, having the horny. Oh, okay. yeah, exactly. I am sending this to you guys right now. Which like same, I would yeah, I I understand Tessa, I get it. Okay, awaiting the meme. And I had forgotten, you know, because this is a reread for all of us, but I had forgotten that they they kissed here because I was just like, oh look, Tessa's feeling the 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 tension, and then. Then they did smooch, and I was like, oh my! Smooch! I love- I can't get over the fact that Ginny unintentionally made a Spongebob reference without even knowing it. Because <laughs> that's not something Ginny does. Ginny does not make references. Only VeggieTales. Yeah. Um, where were we? But back to the- <laughs> The smooching! The no, smooching. I'm the one who got us off track this time. Anyway. Tessa, like, my first kiss tasted of holy water and holy blood! Holy water and blood! <laughs> Right. My first kiss did not taste like holy water and blood, for the record. <laughs> Nor did mine. <laughs> nah. But she's like, of all the ways I imagined this going, it was not like that. <laughs> right. Tessa out here yes. really setting the bar in a certain place. <laughs> and then after the fact, she's like, you know, drowning Will might be a good idea. Which, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that would solve so maybe many problems. Maybe we just get rid of the man. <laughs> it's something maybe to think about is... Out. Why exactly does Will push Tessa away? Because he's the one who, like, initiated this whole thing. He's exactly. the one who, who, I guess, kissed her first is the way to say it. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. also a difference in his emotional tone at that point, too. He is mm-hmm. desperate, and he is begging her to leave. Exactly. Which is not so a very had this, thing. He's had this shift, and we have, at the time, at this moment, no idea what's going on. But just before their kiss, I think it's important to mention when he was thrashing around because of the vampire blood, whatever, and the holy water, he mutters a name, Sicily. And there's no elaboration, nothing. We have no idea who that is. I have no idea who Cecily is. No idea. Not a clue. But obviously, he's saying this name in like uh, a state of like, you know, in a. I don't know if he's in a delirium. Yeah. It's got to be important. I wonder who that is. I wonder who that could be. I have Tessa also wonders who that is. Like another woman? <laughs> another woman? Oh god. No, it was not me. I am the love interest. Everyone's supposed to love me. <laughs> I am the, I main, am the main character. character. <laughs> um if we wanna go do we wanna go back to other stuff or do we wanna keep talking about Will? Because there's we might be able to talk about Lil a little, little more. I'm not sure though. I mean technically this whole podcast. Kind of whatever we want. We can go back. I thought it was important to mention that whenever they're talking to Nate in the beginning of chapter 12, and like when they have him, you know, at the Institute, blah, 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 he's mentioning the Magister, but he never mentions the Magister by name. He never confirms it's De Quincey. Every time exactly. he says the Magister, Tessa goes De Quincey, and then Nate. And he never stops. says De Quincey. He never. Exactly. Which I think is important to note because they're assuming it's De Quincey. But there's no confirmation on that. Nope. Nope. 
we, we're going to see that later, too. Yeah, this twist happens like three or four times where someone says the Magister and then someone goes to Quincy and then the Quincy <laughs> and there's so no just nobody says anything else. Right. So interesting. Something to think about. Hmm. Who is the Magister? Well, the real Magister, please, please stand up. Ginny <laughs> oh, got the memes today. <laughs> she does. Um, we also, uh, when Tessa goes back to check in on Nate, we see that Jesse is already there. Oh, we do. And I have thoughts about this that I cannot share at the moment. Oh, because okay. it's spoiler territory. Okay. I mean, we're starting to see some of Jesse's interests. We know that Jesse wants a normal life. She yes, wants yeah. the mundane life. And she knows that Nate's a mundane. You know? She sees this hot mundane being dragged into the Institute and she's like, who did? And she speaks. She's and like, I... I'm speaking to him. It's like, and he's going to wake up and he's going to fall in love with me because I've been taking care of him. And that's how all the stories work. So she, she very much has her sights set on My Jesse. My girl. My heart goes out to you. <laughs> um, yeah. I do love, though, that, like, yes, she's interested, mainly interested in Nate because he's a mundane and she can marry him, but she does specifically state to Tessa that she doesn't care if he has money. That's true. Which I think is nice, even though I mean, it's kind of... Jesse also has money, though. So. Right. Yeah, Jesse has money, that's her. Jesse has money for the <laughs> I don't need it, that, I have but money. But it's just like, <laughs> exactly. would, she, would she, if she didn't have money, do you think she would still care? I think it's, that... It's um... more about her wanting out of the life of the Shadow Hunter than anything. Right. So I, I think that she would still care because The thing of is, that. like... Because it's still, like, yeah, society. Yeah, society... It's still, the man has the power, like, mm -hmm. in normal society, that's how it is, because Tessa makes mm -hmm. this point of, like, but I thought, or, like, or, she didn't make the point, but, like, Jesse said something about, or, there's, there's something about, like, well, Jesse had originally said something like, oh, well, maybe we'll pretend that we're cousins, and we'll go off and get a house on our own, and So blah, this blah, is blah. the thing and that then... I texted Allie last night that I was like, this is something I think Allie's gonna have an opinion about. Um, She's talking about, Tessa's talking about, didn't you say, like, we would live together, whatever, like, something about marrying Tessa, or Je and Jesse is like, oh, she says something like, well, a man is always better than a woman for this sort of thing, don't you think? And No, I don't think. <laughs> and I was like, I think Allie would strongly disagree. Hard pass. Strong disagree. Yeah. The missing the context thing. is that I'm a lesbian, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hard disagree. But that was the thing that I was last night, that I was like, Allie, I think you'll have something to say about this. Yeah. Anyway. Hard pass. Yeah. Just well, me and Allie live together. Would you rather live with the man, Allie? No. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. Absolutely not. Hard pass. Yeah, Listen, exactly. I enjoy my life with my functional spouse, Ginny. It's great. It's fine. <laughs> we manage. And then I'm just we, here. We manage. <laughs> I don't live with them, but I'm in their life a lot. That's, That's true. true. Yeah, but just, just... Yeah, a society thing of just, like, they... It, these, like, in general, like, the general society is that they, this, the man is the, the ticket out. Whether he's the meal ticket or not, no, in in Jesse's case, but... Right, but the, the ticket uh, out is the most important thing to Jesse. Yeah. yeah, right. And, like, she can't choose to leave because she wouldn't have... You're right, the society, she wouldn't have power. She wouldn't be able to, like, do anything. She wouldn't be able to, like, assimilate into mundane world, really, without a man at her side. So. Um... Will is back to spiraling. You know, we, we check in on him briefly, and he's spiraling. And I'm just like, I want to give him a hug. 
Mm. Will's having a bad time. And Jem yeah. is always the calm, cool, and collected one. Mm-hmm. And Tessa goes off on Jem, Will, and Charlotte because she overheard the conversation, as mentioned in the summary, of Will being like, let the Shadowhunters, not, sorry, not the Shadowhunters, let the Silent Brothers do whatever they want with him, regardless of the consequences. And thus, we see Will's self-sabotaging behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason why Tessa is still at the Institute is because Nate is still at the Institute. So if they get rid of Nate, then Tessa also goes away, and then Will does not have to deal with his problems. But then you see Will's face drop when he realizes that Tessa is there. Because as much as Will would like to have us believe that he does not have a heart, he does. And he realizes that he has hurt Tessa He's got very a big deeply heart. by saying these things. <laughs> and, and even though Jen. he wants her gone, he does not want to directly Actually, hurt her. Jem does what Jem does best and tries to mend the situation. He Tessa does. like, don't follow me. I am very... <laughs> And then Jem's I like, thing, I know you said not like... to follow you, but I was kind of hoping you just meant Will. And she's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Tessa's having a teen tantrum of, yeah! Mm. And then runs off and is like, wait, where, where do I go? I can't go to my She's room. Like, I don't know I'm anything about this. <laughs> Where do I go? Now what do I do? <laughs> ah. And then we get to the bridge. Hmm. Like, and uh, we'll go we will to see. My, my secret place or whatever. My we favorite will, we place, will see. My favorite place. Yes, yes. My favorite place. Favorite. You know, along the way, he teaches her to, you know, see through glamours. But briefly before we start talking about what happens when they're on the bridge, Bridges are a thing for uh, Gem and Tessa. We'll Black see that. Bridge is the same bridge. Is that? Mm-hmm. It has a thing very, for bridges. It's very symbolic of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So it becomes important in that shit, as it were. I was like, and let the bridge sense mentality begin. <laughs> <laughs> After the bridge comes the bridge sense mentality. Yes. Yeah. Um... You know, he starts trying to defend Will and being like, I know he was being rude, but he means well. Yeah, and I wrote down the quote where he says, where Tessa's like, he lies to you and yet you trust him. And then Jem says, yes, I trust him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wrote that down too. I was like, he knows Will's, Will lies, but he also knows Will must have a reason to do so. Exactly. And yeah, Jem is just that very earnest person who believes the best in everybody, including Will, you know. And Will kind of takes the opportunity. He shows his best to Jem more than he shows his best to Will. And yes, yeah. telling that Jem, Jem trusts him implicitly. Yeah. And Jem tells us the story that he heard from Charlotte of how Will came to the Institute. Which it does. It's a thing that is kind of, con- I don't know, if it's, con- it's kind of contradictory. The whole story in, itself. In what way? Because... Um, Jem mentions, you know, how the clave works, and like, if you decide you want to leave the Shadowhunter life, you can't contact any of your Shadowhunter family, or blah blah. blah. You can't ask for help, blah, blah. But they still have claim to your children, right? So he oh, mentions so that, like, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, it's like the clave will go to their house like every six years until or something, or eighteen or something like that. Every couple of years till they're eighteen. Um, to ask if they want to be part of the Shadowhunters. And for the past... This is the listeners yeah. again! Mom! Dad! No, <laughs> the listeners! Wanna... <laughs> They're trying to, to steal away. your children! <laughs> They're trying to steal your Hello. children! Hello, my name is... 
I'm yep. not gonna go into it for copyright, but you know, Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Je- uh, Will had previously turned down twice the invitation to become a shadow hunter, and then one day he just shows up to the institute and is like, "I'm a shadow hunter. You have to let me in. I'm begging you." Right. After having reviews so, twice. So it's- right. That's the there? part that's contradictory. That's what I'm saying. What? Oh yeah. What? We don't know. Will, Will is contradictory. We don't Will know. Be like that. Will be like that. But something happened. And it's kind of sad because, according to Jem and Charlotte, his parents came looking for him, and he refused to see them. Right under his... So there's some sort of trauma there that Will has run away from. Yeah, Will's running from something, but... What? I think I'm still What? We know, but we're not going to... uh, But we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know yet. Reader who has only read 15 chapters of the book we're going to build, and not all of the Shadowhunter trolls. Yeah. We also have Jem, you know, talk to Tessa about his story. Yes. We get mm-hmm. Jem's story. We get well. some uh, family info from Jem. Shadowhunters deal with a lot. That's all. You know, they deal with a lot. They do. Most of them have trauma, and a lot of them die young. I mean, that is the life of a shadow hunter. Specifically, um, with Jim's story and his family, his parents ran the institute in Shanghai, and a demon whose relatives had been hunted by these shadow hunters sought revenge. Specifically, by his by Jim's mother, I believe. Yes, specifically Jim's mother. Yeah, and so he straps them all to chairs in the great room. And he tortures Jem while his parents watch. He um, injects this venom into his veins that makes him hallucinate, makes him see um, horrific visions, including um, clockwork villains storming. I forget that exact line, but he does say something that I'm like, hmm, foreshadowing. Yeah. And then I, I, think, I think there was something about like London burning or something too. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember that. I didn't write that part down. But yeah, he says something that's very uh, foreshadowy. It's it's the next scene though, technically. Um, when yeah, when Tessa and Jim are talking about his um, so yeah. So basically, they compare they compare Jem's addiction to this venom to an opium addiction, which I think is a really good comparison. Really, any drug I think, but they specifically compare it to opium, especially because you know opium has been a problem in specifically China, I believe. So since she's from mm-hmm. Shanghai. Yeah. A lot of sense. Um, and it's just the you know you're addicted to he's addicted to his venom the way drug addicts are addicted to venom. Uh, venom. Oh my god, opium. <laughs> it's not just you, Jane. It's clearly not just <laughs> no, you. It's all of us today. We're, we're, we're the hard. Yeah. So I and I think that like um because we're we're you know, Jem's talking about his family and stuff, so I think that's, that's like kind of like part one, but then they get erup- interrupted by this whole clockwork oh, situation. True. And then mm-hmm. then when they meet up again, it's kind of like this continuation of like, because I, I, I'm not sure if Jem, though I'm not sure if Jem would have gotten there. That's true. He wouldn't have said it on the bridge if they if, weren't. Yeah, I don't know if he would have said it on the bridge, honestly. So on the bridge, they're specifically talking a lot about Will and mm-hmm. who Will is, and we're learning more about like what's behind that character. But then they're approached by this other couple who they kind of notice um, on the bridge, but don't think anything is too odd. Um, 
Tessa says something along the lines of, isn't it a little late for a walk? And then Jem's like, well, they probably think the same thing for us. Um, yeah. Tessa's like, yeah, you're it. right. But then they approach and Tessa Specifically, they sort of block their path. Yes. And then we get the ominous declaration of war and then Jem attacks and then, surprise, there's more. So they just kind of run to the Institute, um, which proves to and be a Jem lot on Jem's alien yeah. body. Yeah. I, uh, I also wrote down that, like, um, oh, this is another moment where they're like, where somebody's like, you know, like the Magister, they're like the Quincy, and then exactly nobody, then nobody says no, not <laughs> once is the Magister ever confirmed to be the Quincy. Nope. Yeah. Because the, sure, the Quincy has some person. sort of connection to yeah. it all. You know, well, we know he's connected about... via the, uh, um, we have that clue Anibonia in the cog. Club. No, right, that's what I'm saying. True. Like, the blueprints and all that, and the spells, like, he's got some sort of connection to it all. But he's, st- it's, you know. But we've yet to find let's the Let's just say they're starting, they're starting to be very big doubts about him actually being the Magister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that clockwork, uh, the, the driver for the, the Dark Sisters or whatever. The coachman. Was, yeah. It was like... Uh yeah, the magister and Tessa's like De Quincy or like or like yeah, no or one of those like De Quincy and then <laughs> no like comments. whatever name you call him, I just call him the magister or something like that. Right, that's okay. true. And yeah, this ominous declaration of and I was like, okay, but this book is actually like kind of creepy, like in so many oh, scenes. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, there's, it's like there's some like dark and like horror movie level. It's like shit going you, down. this girl belongs. <laughs> this girl, meaning Tessa, belongs to the magister. But even, like, the description of the automatons the and, like, watching them yeah. being slain is, like, really wildly yeah. unnerving. <laughs> they've is. mentioned this a couple of times, but they specifically mention, like, the fact that when, like, Tessa is able to, like, look down the clockwork mechanical things to throat and there's nothing there. It's just hollow darkness. Actually, there's metal plates. Um, metal plates. I'm sorry. Yeah. Blocking the mouth. No orifice, just the plate. No orifice. Well, either orifice way, it's, 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 that's specifically mentioned a few times. It is, yeah. which brought me to my interesting text message conversation with Jenny last night. Yeah. So, oh? <laughs> yeah, I was like, not. Nah, <laughs> I mean, at this point, you have to share it. But you don't have to if you don't want to. You're not uh, going to bite. It's fine. You're going to be like, no. Allie, and then <laughs> me yeah yeah oh god okay i don't want maybe i don't want to know them okay maybe got not. it moving but on but like yeah but just like so like even like the, you know the original warehouse descriptions and then like the that was the whole like really vampire good. scene with like everyone's just like on fire and screaming and things it's just like and then like this whole thing where the like they you know they fight and then it's like skin and then there's like metal and then like the whirring sounds and then they look across the bridge and then there's like several of them and it's like i imagine that like a zombie moment of, so, like i know they're not zombies but they're basically zombies the whole like walking kind of they like act like zombies yeah yeah you know back to tessa and will running tessa and will oh my god tessa and jem i don't know what is wrong with me today tessa and jem running away and jem collapsing in front of the institute door or doors and you know inside the gate and Tessa, you know, mentions she has this thought of only shadow hunters or those with shadow blood are supposed to be able to open the gates to the institute. So how did the clockwork creatures get in? Hmm. You're right. You're right. 
Um, and she's like I, panicking because Jeb's collapsed on the ground. I didn't realize that that was. I don't think it's the gate. I think it's the, the door. I thought it was a front of the gate. No, I I wrote it. I wrote it down as specifically here. Let me go go keep going, and I'm gonna look back through the chapter. Jacket. I in my brain, yeah, in my brain, I thought it was happening like right in front of the gate. Like she was like banging on the the right to get in, and then so maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they did pass the gate, but you know, and then there's this like pile converges on Jem, and. Yeah, he need, like, she needs gonna, to open the door, but Jem can't open the door because Jem is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look because. Yeah, I, wrote that's it. Really, I was like, that's some horror movie stuff right there too. Like, just like seeing these things just like descend upon your friend who's like off the ground. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> this is a bad, bad time. This is right out of the left book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then um. Then the, like looks up at her or whatever, and then there's like no face. Oh. They're just like indentations. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. It is the door. I was thinking it was the gate because she was talking about the gate just before mm-hmm. that. How the gate had how the gate had burst open. Oh, so yeah. I think oh, I just man. thought that. Ah. I thought it was talking about the gate, but she's actually talking about the door to the institute. Never mind. Yeah. Then finally, others come out to help play them, which is also like horrifying. <laughs> I wrote down yeah, here. I was like, is Charlotte and... Henry? I wrote down, is Charlotte, Henry, and Will showing up just in time a deus ex machina? <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> and <sighs> Yeah, but the, uh, Kai is competent to hunters. They're able to do the thing, but it's definitely stressful. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And then later, I wrote this down because I don't even know if I can say this, but you guys don't know what I mean. Um, Henry mentions that it's possible that the creatures escape through a secret tunnel. So you would know what secret I wrote secret tunnel. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, can I secret do this or is tunnel. it copyrighted? No, it's fine. I was like, is it copyrighted? Nah. Nah. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. I was like, secret tunnel, secret tunnel. I, I didn't write it down in my notes, but I laughed at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they will know and they will appreciate this. Um, it's yeah. also mentioned that the creatures are more sophisticated now than they were when Tessa was rescued. So yeah. someone is making improvements in behind the scenes, is watching and learning. And that's a problem. Is the problem. Yeah, Henry being the the scientist that Henry is. The sophisticated science man is able to like you know, does piece that together pretty quickly of like they they're different. Than when mm-hmm. we encountered them before, and they're, they're like, you know, the the like the thing is, we, we uh, he mentioned like they're not quite passable yet, for just to like let them loose in London, mm-hmm. right? We're getting the day, there, which, but but we're yeah, but the improvement has been made, and we are we're getting there, and this is about to be scary. They also don't have demon souls attached to them yet, but that is a thing that they see being worked on. So like, don't forget that there so. is a spell for this. Yeah. Yeah, um, so we see these things becoming increasingly more sophisticated and therefore increasingly more of a threat. We also check back in briefly with Sophie um, because she's, you know, taking care of Tessa and being like, you're going to be no help to anyone if you're, you know, exhausted, basically. And, but she's also very worried about Jem, Sophie. And it basically is revealed that the person that Sophie has feelings for is Jem. Right. Earlier in this uh, segment, Sophie and 
Tessa are talking about love and those things. <clears throat> and Tessa has this moment of like, oh, Sophie has feelings for somebody. Is it Will? And Sophie's like, Psh, yeah. <laughs> as yeah, as and then Tessa starts to wonder, ooh, what if it's Thomas? Exactly. Which, and uh, Tessa thinks that Thomas has feelings for Sophie. Right. And Sophie's like, I wrote, I've got to talk to Yeah, so I wrote down here. I was like, not gonna lie, I could shit, I could kind of shit Sophie and Jim. Like, obviously, I think Sophie and her endgame are meant to be, but I could see Sophie and Jim being cute. I could get behind that. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think that they're sort of, you know, kind of in that way of, like, similar people that kind of attract towards each other. They're both this sort of caring and calm. Sophie has her moments, as so does Jim. But I feel like mm-hmm. they're just very similar. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's definitely, like, the the emphasis on, like, genuine and authenticity versus... What's on the inside versus the outside. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is... And, you know, that's going back to, if you remember that quote that I brought up the very first episode, we... um, When you find a man you wish to marry, Tessa, this is from Tessa's Aunt Harriet. Yep. You will know what kind of man he is, not by the things he says, but by the things he does. So that's going back to sort of who you are as a person. Which is interesting, and I'm, I've am i been keeping that quote in the back of my head on this reread, because I think about how it applies to Will and Tessa versus how it applies to the rest of them. Definitely, Jem has his moments where he does things to help Tessa. Obviously, we have this moment where like he's taking her out, because obviously she needs to just step away from all the craziness, and they go out to the bridge mm-hmm. and they talk and do all the other fun stuff. But the little actions in which Will looks out for Tessa speak volumes. Yeah, you could argue. You could argue that, like, him pushing her away after their kiss is, like, an insight into his character. But clearly there's something going on there that made him push her away because his attitude was totally different a couple of seconds before. So it's, like, obviously that's not his actual feeling. Right. His fear and desperation is out of protection in some way. He's, like, desperate to get her away. So it's it's interesting. It's it's a uh, a um harmful to Tessa action, but it's with good intentions on Will's part. Right. Yeah, and like Jem and Tessa, because they so they have this conversation that we we already talked about a little bit, um, as far as the things that they discuss about how we learn about how like Jem's actual condition and whatever everything that happened to him. And like um there's they have like there's this moment where there's like trust like we're talking about that there's like trust between Tessa and Jem. It's mm-hmm. just kind of, it's more of like an unspoken connection of mm-hmm. of trust between it's easy, them. If you will. Yeah, it is it is easy. And it's not something that you know, like like the first time they, they met again, Tessa is like, I feel like you know, they're they they talk about this thing where like uh where Tessa says something about like, oh I I only just met you, but I don't want you to die. And then, like, mm-hmm. Jem's like, I only just met you, but, um, some, you know, something like that. So same, he basically says the same sentiment. Yeah. So it's a very quick, like, it's a connection that they don't have to, like, work on in the same way to, like, right. have a trust. That's not to but say again, they don't need to work on, like, a relationship, but mm-hmm. there right. is. And then what Ali mentioned earlier, which is something I didn't think about, but now I'm, like, going to go, whenever I, you know, read, I'm going to look at it this way, is Will interrupts it again, as you yep. said. And, he says something like, don't you think Tessa's going to want to see her brother or something like that? So it's specifically, we've, uh, timeline-wise, we've gone into 
the Institute and um, other stuff has happened, but Will comes out to where Tessa is and he's like very, he's irritated. He's agitated. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, Jem's awake. He wants to see Tessa and like won't answer any clarifying question. Just like right. he wants to see Tessa. And, and then, Jem, uh, Will just keeps repeating, Jem wants to see you. Yeah. And so she goes and then they're all in the room and then Will's like, well, you should be resting or something of the effect. And Jem's like, well, if you disagree with it, you can leave. <laughs> yeah. I'm a teller. Yeah. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, Jem wants to tell her the whole story because she saw him collapse and do all that fun, mm-hmm. fun stuff. Um, Which he does. Right. I'm a teller. Don't you tell her. I'm a do it. No. Don't do it. <laughs> Jem's like, you're not the boss of me. I'm going to do it. And if you don't like it, you could leave. And then, and then he does. Then he does. Oh. And then that's where I wrote the note. Tessa is talking to Jem and is just thinking about how Will is leaving. But yeah, that's a really interesting point that I'm going to look at all these Jeb and Tessa scenes from now on. Is that and I, either Will I wrote, is always... I wrote down, yeah, Will it up is their moment again. Like, yeah, I'm yeah exactly. and then and he comes back. Either after... Will is on her mind or he interrupts them somehow. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, and as, you know, she, she goes to see Nate, but she sees that he is asleep and Jesse is also asleep in the chair next to him still, implying that she hasn't left his bedside all day. Which is very sweet. So I had this moment where Tessa feels bad about um, forgetting that Nate was healing. And then my oh, yeah. was, it's okay, Tessa. I also forget that you have a brother. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. I He's... forget about Nate a lot during this. Well, He's important, important, ones, but... Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, what do you mean, plot? I'm here for the shift. She... She... And meanwhile, she's also still in Camille's clothes. She's been in she Camille's is. clothes. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> All this time, she finally changes out into one of her own dresses. Finally. It's yellow. But the next the next morning, she wakes up, or it's more, Sophie wakes her. And Sophie is frantically, like, trying to wake her, like, Miss Miss Tessa, like, you have to wake up, you have to wake up. And so, and Tessa's like, what's going on? And Sophie informs Tessa that Nate has gone missing. God damn it, Nate. You've been here for maybe 12 hours. And, like, Nate has been frantic and not wanting to stay, which is not surprising that Nate has gone missing. The first time that we see him in the Institute, he is flipping out. He sees the silence. He's like, I need yes. He has this idea. He says something about shadow hunters and whatnot. That they're killers like, or whatever. Yeah. Like, that either yeah, DeQuincy he... or Mort Main told him all that stuff. And he doesn't like the Silent Brothers thing at all either. He's like, to be fair, I can word. I can see how the Silent Brothers, the look of them, would be kind of freaky. I mean, yeah, they, they, would they do look freaky. <laughs> and you know, they don't speak; they speak through basically telepathy. So, like, yeah, it's a little freaky. It it is. I yeah, I get it, but Nate. but he should also trust us. Nate, but Nate. Nathaniel. There's yeah. a lot of mystery surrounding Nate right now because we found him in De Quincey's like as a, as De Quincey's sacrifice. But if we remember back to last podcast, they were talking about him being a traitor to vampires mm-hmm. to night children. It's like, so what exactly has Nate gotten himself involved in? It becomes the question. Yeah. Something that re- um, solves the mystery around Nate, but also uh, leaves more questions unanswered, is that Brother Enoch confirms that Nate is a mundane, totally more right. No warlock, demon, whatever. Yeah. And Tessa but is Tessa not. is 
<laughs> still not mortal. And I wrote this down in my note, you know, earlier. Um, 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 Mother Enoch says something about Tessa and her power. Uh, yeah, Brother Enoch senses a power in Tessa that no other world has, a power that is not her power of changing. Oh, yeah, that is the thing mm. that... Like, um, so we get an answer sort of about Nate, but that just leaves more questions about Tessa. Well, one of you two is adopted, and uh, <laughs> we're not going to tell you which one. <laughs> or you're at least one siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going on. She's like, I don't know, my parents you know, we're perfectly normal people. I don't know how this is happening. And she's just like, not, not, yeah. you know, having the best time right now. Right. It's going to be an awkward family Thanksgiving next time. All right, guys. Except for the other day. So. <laughs> well, and Aunt Harriet's also There's dead. So really oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe it could be the Shadowhunters, found family, all that stuff. <laughs> but Nate would not like that. So, you know. He's very wary of the Shadowhunters because of information he's been given. Which is interesting. Right. Yeah, this this love triangle thing, there's just there's so much more happening too. We didn't get a lot of the love triangle in this chapter. We got mostly just Will and Tessa. We haven't gotten a lot of the love triangle in this book. We've gotten mostly just We haven't Will gotten a lot of them <laughs> I mean, all three from together last week with once, the little but... triangle. Yeah. Right. There's not a lot with all three of them, you're right, together, but the... We have moments, we don't have, happening. I think it's what it is, we have moments that contribute to the love triangle, but they're not, like, when it's all three of them together. It's, like, separate conversations between, like, Jem and Will, or Will and Tessa, or Will and Jem, or Jem and Tessa, that kind of thing. Even then, we see Will and Tessa together a lot more often than we see Jem and Tessa. We do. Which, yeah. we do. Jenny and I have mentioned how maybe it's a, um, maybe we'll see a reverse in the next book. Maybe we'll because this is, Jim. I would argue... I don't know if I'd argue Will's book, but it's like, you know, the one that his right. name covers. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I, I, had, I had that thought too. I was like, I wonder if, there, it, it, you know, it's not, you know, obviously it's meant to be about all the characters and stuff, but if there's some degree of this is you Will's know, book. Because Will and book, Tessa and, and Jem and Tessa is such a, like, debated, at least I think it's widely debated of who is the better ship. Listen, the ship there's gotta be... wars were intense before Clockwork right. Princess came out. So... Clearly, there's got to be more between Jem and Tessa for it to be so intense. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. there's definitely, like, there are intense, <laughs> intense moments in Cochrane. Just not right now. Them, but, yeah, just not right now. Uh, early game is definitely leaning Will heavy. Yeah. And I, like I said, I kind of brought it at that point of just, like, I wonder if there's some, which, again, we're, we're going to see it build out because I think that you can't just rely on, oh, they have this implicit trust connection Right, and I think that's where we have we have to yeah we have to start Which building nice, on like giving real you know, moments. We don't know much about their dynamic really yet. Exactly. Yeah, and to me, like Will and Tessa is like this kind of like fire and fire thing or whatever. Oh, exactly. Every moment and then, like, together is electric. Tessa and Jem is like this fire and water thing, <laughs> where it's like because like Jem also like Jem is there as like support Jem whenever is, uh -huh. Tessa has had a. Jem issue. is the emotional support shadow hunter. Yeah. Right, Jem is there to catch when somebody falls is a thing. Jem is very stable. Yeah. Which is ironic because his health is literally unstable. It is. It is ironic. Anyway. 
But you're right. Will Anyone? has that. Uh, Will meets Tessa's fire with fire. Yes. Which is electric and, and a lot more interesting to fire. read, especially dynamic-wise and the nature of the and, book. And, you know, as we say, arson is always an option, so. It's an option. So that's um, the test does anybody else have anything they want to bring up? Because I think that's it for my notes. Nah, like I said, my, my notes were a little disorganized this time. Yeah, me too. And, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I was just like, I, think we hit I, I don't one. know what I did. I was just like, interesting conversation. <laughs> and I didn't say why it was interesting. I mean, <laughs> I think we hit on mostly, I think we hit on all the important oh. stuff, so. Yeah, oh, I, I think we did as well. Um, and I, it just, you know, we're, we're over halfway through this book and I feel like, I know there's so much more, which I guess that's the beauty of like a trilogy. Exactly. So we're going because, to get more. As I told yeah. you guys, I was like, I feel like nothing's happening in these, in this yeah. bunch of chapters. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's like, there's a lot, but also not like, exactly. yeah, in this middle section, there's just a lot of like conversation really. And only a couple like real plot points, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Which, Which means it's all going it... to go to hell two weeks from now. In the end, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is going to... Very shortly. Stay tuned for that. Collapse and crash and burn as it will. They have to... As it will. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was it for me too, I guess. All right. Well done. And we'll be back on the 23rd. 23rd with Ooh. the rest of with this the book. End the last five chapters. Book. Oh my goodness. Are we really there already? We are. So thanks wow. for joining us. If you're listening to this after it's been posted on Spotify or Apple Music or on YouTube, um, we are live on Twitch every other Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time at the Herondale Boy SV Pod, and you can catch us there, interact with us in the chat in real time, and tell us your thoughts about this book and such. I am for anyone who is maybe looking at this archive stream after the fact on Twitch posting our discord in the chat now if you'd like to join us on discord yeah, yeah. we also have a couple of social media um so catch us on instagram and tumblr tumblr we will also like. put in our twitch chat is it i don't yeah. even know what i remember if i remember the comment <laughs> oh that's okay we never use that's it fine never mind it's fine <laughs> i guess we don't have one. Oh, you know fine. what i think we still have the individual one. it's fine but thanks for hanging out with us and we'll catch you two weeks from now. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.